Good evening and welcome. The program is Subject ACT on your people-powered radio 2XX FM 98.3. I'm Sophie Singh and it's wonderful to have your company. On Subject ACT we bring you stories connecting with our local Canberra community and beyond, exploring current and community affairs with a global dimension. Refugee Week 2020 has a theme of welcoming. Canberra Refugee Support is a local organisation that's all about welcoming people from refugee and asylum seeker backgrounds into the Canberra community. We speak with Doug Hind, President of Canberra Refugee Support. Doug, thank you for joining Subject ACT today. That's fine. Delighted to be here. You've been part of Canberra Refugee Support for many years and now you're in the role of President, working with people from refugee and asylum seeker backgrounds to settle in the Canberra community. I want to start with the 2020 theme for Refugee Week, which is the Year of Welcoming. Doug, what does that theme mean for you? What do you think are the hallmarks of a welcoming society? For us, we've used the phrase for a while now, good neighbour, which is that we're not about a government program, but we're about helping people make the connections so that they become part of our community. And so that welcoming is a very practical thing. How do you engage with all the support that's part of us and do it in a way that helps them feel at home? It's got more difficult, though, in the last few years because the path forward for many people who are asylum seekers is now not straightforward. The path towards really becoming a long-term member of the community, in some cases it's not clear where, where that path is, whether it will ever happen. And is that shifts around pathways because now people seeking asylum are often put on temporary visas so they don't actually have a sense of certainty that this is somewhere they can put down roots and really rebuild? Is that the change that you're talking about? Well, that's certainly part of it. One of the other things is the length of time it's taken for claims to be assessed. And then with appeals about the adequacies of those claims through the Administrative Appeals Tribunal and then to the Federal Court, it is now taking four or five years now for people, even if they're successful in the pathway to get through, and then a couple of more years before they can become permanent residents. Changes things very much for those individuals. It sure does, because it means that you're living with uncertainty for much longer. And the other thing is the level of support that's available from the Australian government has been cut away in many cases for people during that period. And I want to go to what supports are available, but going back to the idea of being a welcoming society, and Doug, you made the point that at the federal government level, supports are or have been withdrawn, and I think that's part of the whole framework around policies in relation to people seeking asylum. But you're seeing and experiencing the responses that individual Canberrans are having to people who come to settle in our city. Oh, look, it's absolutely fabulous. At the moment, we're supporting somewhere close to 30 families or individuals and with maybe two or three supporters around that. So we've got 60 volunteers who are helping make those connections Mm. and putting their connections in place to help people who arrive here with no connection. Yep. And it's only when you get involved with this that you realise just how much you take for granted. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Of course. In terms of being able to access services and feel at home. 
particularly if you don't have the language, mm. what's available, how you would access things, trying to put yourself in the shoes of, of people who come to settle in a new city who have already been through some level of certainly dislocation and often trauma. Often trauma or torture. Yes, and the difficulties that that would pose. Yes. Do you have a sense of what would be the total number of people living in Canberra who are on temporary visas from refugee and asylum seeker backgrounds? Cathy Ragless Companion House thinks that there probably are a couple of hundred, some of them in quite complicated situations. There are two things I want to say about Canberra is that the financial generosity is fabulous. The community organisations and churches who have dipped heavily into their bank accounts to provide support and they're all organisations that don't have lots of cash available. And the other thing is the ACT government, I must say, over the past few years has been very responsive to identified need and to advocacy by uh, refugee and asylum seeker organisations. They've provided a program to provide emergency rental support and in the latest crisis they're providing a sum of money which is available in a very flexible way to provide assistance for families and individuals who have lost their jobs. Doug, what's been the impact on people on temporary visas, people from refugee and asylum seeker backgrounds in the pandemic, given that they're not included in the federal government's COVID-19 support package, financial package? No, they're not. For many of them who have been getting by on casual work, they've lost their jobs. They're starting to come in in not a flood, I'd say, but in a steady flow. And the contact point that we've designated is Companion House because they've got the staffing there to be able to make that contact. And it's a place that's trusted and known by almost all the asylum seekers in Canberra. And then out of that, we then have a conversation between ourselves and St Vincent de Paul and Companion House as to what level of assistance we can provide and who can provide it. I provide a degree of case management and try and ensure that uh, people don't slip right through the cracks. A lot of the people have been supporting themselves, not brilliantly, but adequately for years. And they come in with a deep sense of shame because they don't like asking for assistance. But they come in and say, because we really need it. And I think that's not an unfamiliar tale that we're hearing from many, many people from different walks of life who are Mm -hmm. impacted. But the fact that there isn't access to the government support adds another dimension of hardship and desperation. There's one group of asylum seekers, those who are on the safe haven enterprise visas, are eligible for the special benefit. But that's really just the old new start. And that's not very adequate, but some of them can access that. But that can be at the moment, quite a time-consuming and complicated process given the stress that Centrelink is uh, living with. Doug, the face-to-face support is obviously not possible at the moment. So what's been the impact on Canberra Refugee Support in the way that you've had to change your operations to continue to provide support? Well, we asked our support teams to take care of themselves but to maintain telephone and internet contact and to make sure that people understood that they could come to us if they needed assistance. And that's been going on. So we've had a steady trickle of people we're already supporting coming to us and saying, our hours of work are going down, we've got problems with this bill, that bill, and we 
we'll generate some assistance for them. We're providing some monthly financial payments if they've got no other sources of income to at least help keep them going. It's really terrible that we're having to do this. The financial support that CRS is able to provide, how is CRS financial? I mean, you don't get government support. Well, we've been fortunate. We got a $10,000 grant from the Hands Across Canberra um, emergency grant round, along with about 50 other community organisations. We've had generous financial support for the last couple of months. People have opened their wallets. So at the moment, we've got the funds we need to support people over probably the next three to six months but we're dependent on volunteer. We're not having to tap that quite as heavily because of the ACT government funding that's available for people on temporary protection visas. And I think coming together is actually what we mean when that now often repeated phrase of we're all in this together. Well, that's absolutely right. We want to make that a real thing. If the government's not going to do it, the community is at least going to do what it can to recognise the humanity and the need of this group of people who have been with us, who are working in our community, whose kids are going to school with our kids and our grandkids, and we don't think that they should be left just in a heap by the side of the road. Doug, tell me about your history with Canberra Refugee Support. How long have you been involved with the organisation? Nearly 20 years. My wife and I got involved after the Tampa episode back in 2001. Yes, And uh, she said, don't just get angry, let's do something. (laughs) Get involved, get active. (laughs) So we joined Canberra Refugee Support, which had just been set up then. And I've been involved with it on the committee for quite a long period of time now. As an organisation, it's just evolved in response to changing needs and And circumstances. Has the organisation itself had to change as the landscape in which it's operating has changed? Yes, we've had to. We're now having to raise and spend money on a scale that we never imagined uh, five years ago. We've had to get involved in advocacy with the Territory Government to provide support in a way that we hadn't envisaged that we would have to. And we're now having to resource, hopefully, some grant funding to help us with our IT and the ability to be able to manage uh, much more effectively online under the sort of circumstances we're meeting now. We've been around for a while and I guess demonstrated a degree of integrity and competence in what we're doing that we've found it easier to raise funds and to get recognition from the ACT government for what we're doing. And that makes a lot of difference, isn't it, being yeah. seen as a trusted organisation? We work very hard of on course. that. That requires a lot of work to make sure we're absolutely uh, transparent in the way we make decisions on spending funds, the way we report on that, uh, the way we're accountable to the community. Because if you lose that, you lose your ability to really provide that care and support for people. Absolutely. You have a membership. Is volunteering a membership one and the same or are they different categories? People can be members without being volunteers. Right. And that means if you're a member, you pay $40 for two years, you get our email updates, you get an idea of the requests we're making for need, and you can volunteer. At the moment, we're just shifting and renewing our information sessions for volunteers, and we are going to do it online by Zoom. If people want to volunteer after they become a member, they'll need to get a Working with Vulnerable People card, which is free. If you 
working for us. Probably within a few weeks, we'll be starting again to hopefully move into providing volunteer support teams for families who have um, come to us for assistance. The other thing is, if you want to join or you want to donate, if you just go to our website, there are links there that can enable you to take out a membership form or make a donation to support our activities. What are the sort of things that a volunteer would be doing? It's really up to people's time and their particular, what they bring, but it would be making contact with families, staying in contact with them, identifying assistance they need in making connections, and exactly how much people get involved is really in their hands. Some people get very, very active and play a strong advocacy role in helping people deal with whatever it is they're needing and having difficulty with. You understand the sort of thing. Of course, of course. And really just providing that practical Mm. assistance with navigating through all those processes. Yeah, that's right. Doug, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today and and finding out some more about Canberra Refugee Support and the work that you do. So thank you very much for joining us. Well, it's good to have a chance to uh, share what we're doing with the wider community and we really depend on volunteers. We don't have any government funding to support us, so it's really what's coming from the community that enables us to do what we do. Thank you very much for your time, Doug. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye. That was Doug Hind from Canberra Refugee Support about the work that CRS does to support refugees and people seeking asylum living in the Canberra community. If you want to find out more or maybe get involved, just go to the Canberra Refugee Support website. And that brings us to the end of tonight's program. I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm Sophie Singh. Thanks for listening.